Hi, I'm Mark Fish, and you are listening to Hit the Target Podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bits. My name is Carol Shabalala, and you are listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bits. Hi, football lovers. This is Coach Delinker. You're listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bits. Hit the Target Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Hit the Target Podcast, powered by Hollywood Bits. I'm your host, Deshwan, and with me in studio today is Nangu Gorgeous himself, Ayanda Bezi. <laughs> Alongside him is Hit the Target debutant, Mokhale Sateke. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you, Desh. It's good to be back again, even though, yeah, we know the yesterday's game. <laughs> you can see you've been lost for words over there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't know <laughs> what to say. But yeah, it's good to be back again. Greetings to the listeners at home. Thank you so much, Dash, uh, for the warm welcome to the podcast. Yeah, um, even though that uh, I'm starting on a very sad day yeah. where we lost a very big opener yeah. uh, for AFCON. So, yeah, mm. but uh, thank you so much and I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Yeah. To- We're happy to have you in studio today, uh, Mukhali. Of course, uh, you guys can go and check him out. He's on our TikTok pages and his numbers did very well. So, you know, we want to give the people what they want to see. And uh, here in this case... Um, with that being said, I have a clip that I want to play where South Africa's head coach Hugo Bruce opens up on our performance last night against Mali in our Afghan opener. First of all, um, I think I have uh, to congratulate my team for the performance of today. I think we lose the game in two facts. First is missing the penalty. Secondly, is the physical power in Duel, the second half of Mali. Those reasons make us uh, lose the game today. But the performance of uh, South Africa was good. And I think if uh, we scored the penalty, that the game should be different. But okay. This is comment after the game, and um, that doesn't uh, change the result. Yes, so... That was Hugo Bruce speaking ahead of the fixture. He said that the performance of the team was good today. Let's forget about the results. Are you happy about the performance? Um, look, uh, Dash, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, um, I, 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 I can't say I'm entirely happy. I'm like 40% happy because that's what uh, South Africa does at most. And we know that... Um, um, with um, West African teams, it's always a challenge um, when it comes to how the guys will become aggressive, especially in the second half of uh, the games and so forth. So I was not, I'm not entirely happy. Like uh, the first half, it was okay. We were knocking off the ball and everything, but um, man, it's uh, football. It's, there's no, you don't, you don't have therefore in football. You must take all your chances uh, when it matters. You yeah. know, Ayanda. Um, Mo just said that he was 40% happy with the performance. Does that mean Bafana gave 40% of their complete performance? I have to agree with uh, Mukhali on this one because uh, looking at Bafana Bafana, we've been saying this before the tournament starts, during the AFCON qualifier, even during the World Cup qualifier. We're saying that they don't take their chances. Yeah. And even Hugo Bruce is saying in the statement that if they converted that penalty, yeah. the game would have been different. Yeah, And we did say it, uh, before the Afghan starts that if they don't take their chances, the opponent won't miss their... When they get their chances, they yeah. utilize those chances. So I'm disappointed with the way... It, you, you can't uh, give a good performance and then you don't come with the results. 
Mm. What's the point of having a good game and then you're not showing results? It's like you were attending school the whole year and you're not writing the final exam. Mm. So it was a, a, a disappointing. But hopefully in the next game, uh, they'll learn from their mistakes and then convert those chances. You know, mm. because now we must start now using calculators and everything. So I, I hopefully in the next game they will fix those uh, mistakes. Yeah. Before we jump into the next game, let's actually keep it the conversation here. Now, both of you gents mentioned missed chances. And, you know, I was looking at the numbers, the stats in preparation for this podcast. And it was incredible what I found out. Percy Tau attempted five of Bafana's 12 shots. That's literally half of our shots. Now, that doesn't surprise me. But the fact that he came away with nothing, I think he is the best forward in that lineup, in the team, in our squad. Um, and the fact that he had that he took five shots, it gives me confidence that he would have had some return, but came away with nothing. Of course, there's a penalty in that, but five of the 12 shots, should he have done something, maybe passed the ball? We mentioned the Mokapa, the Mokapa excuse me, evidence Mokopa was in the box. Do you think maybe when he took that shot, he should have squared it to him? Um, look, um, a wise player, um, a wise player who always gives results knows when and what to do at what time. Um, that's why you have so many great players in football um, that we still that are talked about uh, even after their retire uh, their retirement. Um, and Lionel Messi will pass you even when he's got a chance to hit the ball into the net. But because you are you have an open net and you are more clearer. It's going to be easy for you just to put the ball in the net uh, compared to him in his position. Pesita must just know when to do, when and how, you know. <clears throat> you know, some you, you can't always, when you're in the box, force to hit the keeper and everything. Don't complicate uh, everything. That ball he was just supposed to pass to Mahopa in. You're diverting the goalkeeper's attention and direction. Then Mahopa open net. Uh, it was Mahopa Masek open net, pa. First goal. We mm-hmm. could have had two, three chances that we could have taken in the first half. But yeah. because of players not being indecisive, we couldn't take those t- uh, chances. I think that also comes with the fact that he missed the penalty. So that's like psychologically killed him. Like he wanted to, to repay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, for his uh, yeah, you know. So I think that also had an impact on him. But as a player uh, like Pesita, he played in the... Premier League is playing one of Champions League the, well. the club of the century mm. in Africa. So he's supposed to to know these things, man. Uh, keep keep things simple, as Mokhale said. Keep things simple. We are a team here. There's no individual work here that uh, you're going to get a credit that uh, you did well. It's a teamwork here. You, mm. You're there to represent your country. Yeah. But I saw a clip of him uh, after the game saying uh, they're going to try and regroup and go do analysis on the game that yeah. uh, where do they do mistakes. So hopefully he'll come back stronger in the next game. So yeah. that's it. Do you think that the front line should be paying, uh, playing more for each other? Because, you know, we, have, we mentioned the, the ball to Mokopa, but, um, you know, when I see some of the omissions from the team, Lyle Foster, Kanye Samayo, um, I guess yeah, Pule Modia Chiefs could have been worth a shout, but um, do you think now that maybe the spotlight is on him and he wants to grab that spotlight, make it his, and that's maybe causing a bit of dysfunction of the team? We mentioned a penalty miss, but um, I think our colleague Mark Schrader mentioned that there were 
three players who touched the ball before the penalty was was uh, taken, and I think Maseko wasn't even one of them, and he won the penalty as well. So um, it it was it was uh, uh, Mokwena, and then Makopa, and then Tau. So you see, like there's a I'm seeing maybe some I don't be drawing invisible lines, but Makopa, La Passa, Tau. That shows that as a team, when you're going to a tournament, the coach will sit down with the team and say. They know if we get a penalty, which player to, that will take the ball and and and, yeah. and and kick that penalty. Who's responsible for the penalties? Yeah, you see, they know before the game starts that if we get a penalty, uh, this player is gonna take that penalty. So I think they didn't like plan that going into this game. Maybe I don't know. They didn't think maybe they'll get a penalty, uh, of which for me I found it amazing that. Uh, because they have like we have like speedy players that uh, Maseko him being there it's, yes. it's one of the reasons because we know players from uh, West Africa they can't run they don't have speed so with us we have speed so I think Maseko being there in the in the starting lineup was the main aim that he gonna give us something and he did give us something we got a penalty so I think the coach he needs to go back with his technical team and the players go back to a drawing board to say, if we get a penalty, who's responsible for that penalty? Who do you and think should take our penalties? For me, I've seen, uh, I, I would say Tembazwane, because I've seen him at Sundowns, he's taking penalties at Sundowns. Before uh, Ribeiro came, mm. he, he was the one who was taking those penalties. If it's not him, then it's uh, Mukwena. Yeah. You know? So for me, I'll give it to one of them, mm. you know, because for now, Pesitao, physically, when he, he it comes to penalty. I think he will just step back, yeah. you know, because we even lost the game. So I think for now we'll just step back. So I'll give it to Tembazwane, that yeah. responsibility. Yeah, it was a different Bafana team who came out in that second half. Um, and with that being said, I do believe it was a game of two halves because, you know, if I'm just watching as a, as a neutral, I would say Bafana won the first half, you know, and the second half, Mali had us on the ropes. Um, Again, more stats to back up my claim. Mali had 10 shots in the second half. 10 shots alone. That's like incredible. Four of which were on target and two goals finding the back of the net. And I think from there, the game was over. Yeah, you know, uh, as soon as they considered the first goal, Mali were like, yeah, this is our opportunity now. We we killed them. And then when that second goal came and then it was like over for Bafana Bafana because... Mali, we knew that we even said that this is the team that is one of the favorites in this uh, in this group to make it. So, for them getting that first goal after missing Bafana Bafana missing the penalty, it was like uh, a relief for for Mali because uh, in the first half uh, South Africa were giving them headaches. So yeah, it was a relief to say, okay, now we can start now to play uh, our normal game now. So, yeah. What do you think Bruce said uh, to his team in the halftime interval? I think in the halftime interval, uh, Bruce particularly uh, uh, just focused uh, on the team uh, bearing their chances and um, keeping the pace that they had in the first 45 minutes and um, playing for one another. But you can see that um, Bruce was not the only competitor for that match. Yeah. Uh, the Mali coach had something in, uh, he had some ideas also when it comes to hitting because he, um, I, I applaud the man for making a very strategic change yeah, in the middle of the park. Yeah. I mean, Vesp, uh, yes, Vesp Besuma, Besuma 
Um, all our midfield were was focused on that guy Mukwena and the company. But then after the coach pulled him and brought in uh, some other random guy, and then um, he was the person that the coach believed in and started creating chances. And you could see in the middle of the park that now our boys have lost focus because that one person that they were looking at was no longer there. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the the turning point of the game was that substitution. What what at that substitute when Besuma was pulled out by the Malian coach and, mm-hmm. you know, our guys now started being frustrated and not knowing what to do, when and how. And Mali, of course, like I told you, our West African teams, when it comes to physicality, the second half of the game, they made sure that their, their engines were very hot. They were heat up. They couldn't wait up uh, to get into the second half and exploit South Africa in all um in all the angles. I mean, if you can look at Mali's second goal, man, that is classic. That is terrific. Zlat- Zlatan Ibrahimovic can pull that. Wayne Rooney can pull uh, can pull that. Passing a player while you are behind when they pass you a through ball and yeah. you still manage to get a goal. I mean, it's a matter of physicality and you being a prolific striker that you yeah. are to pull that kind of performance. So I applaud uh, Mali for showing that they are that good and powerful in the second half. Mm. I'm glad you uh, spoke about the goal because I actually did want to unpack the goals. Let's talk about the first one, though. I think Williams did well to save that free kick. I think he, he might have pushed it onto the bar or something like that. And, you know, there were plenty of men in the wall, in the Bafana wall. So I think that Bafana had done the research and they knew that Seiko Koito was good at free kicks. But I want to ask you, could that goal be avoidable because the there were two Mali attackers that were quicker to react to the the ball, which means that they were more hungry, that they wanted it more than the defenders. So do you think maybe if the defense was awake, maybe less men in the wall could have been a different story? That could have been avoided. As a, as a defender, you must always uh, switch on. Yeah. Your mind must always be on. Be a sort of Sergio Ramos mode always. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you can check, uh, best defenders, uh, uh, all defenders in the current ones, um, they 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 clear they are able to clear they are able to clear goals uh, like that and everything you get my point so we were supposed to switch on immediately when they played that free kick so that anything that happens when that ball came back into the field of play they are able to clear the ball away but you could see what happened there our defenders uh, uh, were not focusing and everything that's why but the Mali, the the Malians, the forward Malians players, their mindset was to say, if this ball comes back, yeah. we are going for, 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 for an just attack. Catch them sleeping. We are, we are just, it's just a tap in, then it's a goal. Where was our defenders? Mm. You can't focus on the free kick always and on the wall. Immediately, the the the, the take off the ball took that free kick. Their mind was supposed now to focus on what. Uh, Williams is going to do and react immediately. Mm. If he pushes back the ball into the field of play, they are there to mm. clear the ball away. But unfortunately, the guys were standing. Yeah. Um, let's uh, talk about the substitutions, all right. Um, La Passa comes on, who was the country striker. I think right now the number nine shirt falls on the shoulders of Evidence Makopa. La Passa comes on, put off an underwhelming cameo uh, performance from him. Um, especially when you look at the likes of other substitutes who came on and changed the game at uh, you know in Ivory Coast, what do you make right now about that front line? Can we recover? We we we. I doubt. I don't have faith in our front three. I mean, if you can check uh, before the FCON started, I was <laughs> I laughed <laughs> I laughed a little bit alone because 
uh, you know, in FCON, they always uh, bring up certain issues uh, towards the build-up of the tournament. Um, are you aware that um, I think it was uh, the week before or two days before FCON started, the, they brought up uh, the the front three, top uh, front three pairing of FCON for each and every team. South Africa was nowhere to be found. Mm. They had Ghana there, they had Nigeria there, they had Egypt there, they had Mali there, you know. They had all these teams there whereby they would say, I mean, they would say at Ghana, they would say this kind of player, AU and uh, this guy and this guy, are they the top three for this uh, FCON tournament and so forth. For Nigeria, there was Osimen, there was another one and in Ihacho, they were like, look at this top three, who's going to come out as the top The most dangerous three, front three, yeah. The most dangerous yeah. front three. But South Africa, there was... Nothing like that because we don't have the most dangerous front three. Yeah. I can't even tell you right now that I can even tell you that right now, if I was the coach, I was going to be so much confused because... Who would you select for your, your ideal front three, maybe even front four? Uh, for, for, for the upcoming game. For the Bafana, let's say if, you, if we took it a step back and yes. you, you were selecting the, um, the final squad, which of uh, the country's attackers would you pick to take to AFCON? I mean, um, me believing in what I believe, I mean, you need a, a, a proper um, box striker like uh, your Mutiwa or your last, yeah. uh, last, yeah, a last in the in the box, and you would need somebody who who bullies around defenders and so forth. Mm. I would, I would for for my front three, I would have taken also um, this guy who played for who plays for Pyramids, um, the striker Fagri uh, yeah. I would take someone like that who can p- bully around. Defenders but and so forth. And you mentioned f- you mentioned Motiba, but Motiba's injured, so he couldn't make the squad. So who would then lead the line? Um, um obviously Fagri would lead the line, mm. or uh, Mayo would lead the line. Yeah, uh, Fagri or Mayo would lead the line. And I don't know why do we uh, tend to overlook at uh, players like Stanfas, Kemita, Rasmus. Yeah, their experience comes with a lot of packs. And I mean, the men can make pirates play even when they don't have any plan to do anything because he can easily hold the ball and play for the middle fielders. You need that type of a striker who can mm. play with the middle fielders. Not someone who can trap, who can make a turn. You need a striker who knows what to do, when and how. There's a time where a striker has to be selfish. There's a time where the striker had to play with another um, oncoming player so that we can get goals and so forth. At this present moment for Bafana, I don't see that happening because even with yesterday's game for my observations, Mahopa is supposed to sit in the box, but look at how far he goes to collect the ball. Mm, yeah. You know, and I've he also goes, seen him on the wide areas of the pitch many, many times. Many, many a yeah. times. He goes far in to collect the ball. Definitely. And now when he takes the ball turning around, he's very far away from the goalpost. From the box. Who's and, you supporting? Know, the cross, like the wide the wide plays, the flanks, they're, they're the ones that are meant to put the ball in the box. And Mokopa is at target number nine. But if he's out wide, it's going to take him a few days to get into the box. Yes. That's why also, if I was the coach, you would have needed a, a player like Dupriest, yeah. you know, from Chiefs. Pacey. But I, yes. I think he was also under injury, if I'm not mistaken, because he wasn't even in the prelim. I, I risk it all. There is a Facebook uh, and a Twitter uh, post <laughs> uh, that I, I wrote uh, two weeks before FCON and people were even fighting on my on my all. So it's, I would I would take a lodge even when lodge is limping. Yeah, because with a lodge you know that anything can happen yeah. at any moment of the game. Mm-hmm. Lodge can decide at any time 
in in the field that this is an opportunity. I'm taking three, four players with me. Yes. I'm carrying them into the box. I'm passing my teammate. We are finishing this. We are getting a goal. You didn't have that for now. Like we have only have one number ten. Creativity is not there for Bafana. When Tambazwani is not there making things to happen, I mean, who do you turn on? Mm. Who do you turn on? Yeah. There is no. We are lacking creativity to the core in the Bafana squad at the present moment. Hundred mm, percent. Um, I also want to speak about the the fixture against Lesotho. We played a goalless draw before we left to Afghan, and I want to ask you: Do you think because of that quality of opposition, it didn't do us any favors? Because you saw it happen in the first game against Mali. First half we were strong. Second half out the park completely. Um, any 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 team can match South Africa. You don't have to be. Uh, Ivory Coast, you don't have to be Nigeria. Your Lesotho, your Botswana, your Mozambique, they've mastered how to play against you guys. Mm. Right now you have Namibia in the group. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, if you think Mali's defeat was that painful, mm. wait up until we're going to play against Namibia. Namibia, yes. yeah. Um, actually, on that note, I want to ask you, do you think that this is the most open group? Because ahead of the, the, um, the tournament, I, I thought that Tunisia and Mali would be the ones to progress from our group. Lots of people were saying South Africa could could go uh, to the knockouts as the best uh, placed third team. Um, I had my doubts about that, and like I think time has um, has uh, like you know showed that. But do you think that this is the most open group? Do you think that we can maybe get a draw against, um, let's call it Namibia, and then a win against Tunisia, or do you think we are absolutely coming home? That is the problem with us uh, football fans. <laughs> That's what I think have. with our hearts. We we think with our hearts, and uh, we think that uh, you know, in most cases, because of a name of a certain team, they already have like a leverage on other team. And hey, look at Europa and UEFA Champions League. Look at how small teams are upsetting big teams in those big tournaments. We guys should be learning from that as football fanatics. For the fact that you you are sitting there as a South African thinking that. It's just going to be a walkover on the park just for you to get a 2-0 against Namibia. Mm. That is, I'm, I'm doubting your, your, your level of understanding in terms of football. Yeah. Namibia has got like a formidable team. Mm. Namibia has got some of um, the strongest players in the PSL now. Yeah. We, we, sh- we saw how those players showed up against Tunisia yesterday. Mm. I mean, uh, Hanabub is playing so well, even at Am- Amazulu is pulling great numbers as, as a left back. And he showed even yesterday. I mean, who... who, who? Lloyd Kazip also impressed me. I th- think um, he had made four saves from four shots attempted yes. by Tunisia inside yes. the box. Four yes. saves from inside the box. That's like incredible over yes. there. Yes, that's very incredible. And you have the ever hard-waking uh, Dion Hoto running mm. the whole 90 minutes yeah. with Peter Shalulile up front. I mean, if you could see the way Namibia was terrorizing... Uh, Tunisia yesterday. Mm. I was like, oh, they even got a second goal, mm. which was ruled mm. offside because Otto was slightly offside from a ball that he got from uh, um, Peter Shalulili. Yeah. He was slightly offside. They were supposed to win with a two-goal margin and upwards because mm. of the way they were playing, man. Yeah. You can so, see the seriousness. You can see the teamwork. You can see they play for each other. When it's a corner, they go back and defend. When they have lost the ball, they go back and help the middle field and so forth as upfront players. And I've seen the very same Dion Hotto that works very hard even at our Pirates. At Atlanta Pirates, yeah. I've seen that yesterday with him. And if he continues, I mean, Namibia are into surprise many. Yeah. 
I think that um, you know, with uh, Namibia's dangerous duo of uh, Hotto and um, Shalolile, it could be they could fire them into the knockouts. And you know, with the the upcoming fixture, I think it's um, Namibia, uh, South Africa this weekend, and then Tunisia, Mali. Uh, it's going to be an incredible show for us. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to contain those two, especially when you look at the form that both of them in. I want to ask you: Should we have given Shasha citizenship by now? Yeah. Should he should he be leading the line for Bafana? Yes, we should, we should have done that, Because <laughs> you know, right now we're looking at some strikers that I can't see anyone better than him in our land. Yeah, man. I mean, what 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 can you say? It's 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 part of being. Uh, you know, it's part of. It's not like the players are not there, but now it depends on the selection and the coaches and the technical team's taste and so forth. And that's why there are so many politics when it comes to South African football. I mean, even great uh, retired African footballer, uh, the likes of, imagine someone like Samuel Eto not understanding why is South Africa performing so bad in FCON because PSL is one of the highly rated domestic leagues in yeah. the world. Yeah, PSL. But we're still out of that big league. We can't put we can't pull a formidable first uh, 15 players who will represent us in the World Cup and also in AFCON. Mm-hmm. It's so, we should ask, it, 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 it raises a lot of questions about uh, maybe what type of players we have in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Also. I want to ask you, earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that we're going to get humbled by Nambabia, but as a South African, how do you think we should set up if we are to get any results in this fixture, because right now it kind of is a must win. You know, a final game against Tunisia could be a straight shootout, whoever goes through. So, how do we set up against Namibia to try and just conjure up a slight chance of qualifying? Don't hold back. Mm. First thing comes to your first 11. Pull your best first 11. Every game that you play, a tournament is not a league game. You put you you put your first eleven every game. Put your first eleven, and also the way the South African players are playing. We need to see some seriousness in some of the South African players. You get my point. Yeah. Decision making on the pitch and so forth. They need to know that they are playing for each other. They need to know they are representing a lot of millions in South Africa. They need to know that they are playing for the South African flag and the South African badge. Mm. So. The players need to kind of instill some kind of attitude and mentality in themselves. Also for people to people who are rallying and supporting them to believe there in them also. The coaches need to put up their first best eleven and also the players need to South African players need to start showing up. Mm. Let's name some names, right? Who would you drop from that uh eleven and who would you replace them with? Because you know I want to say defensively, we had a we had a very good show. You know, like I know we conceded twice in a night, but I still kind of feel like we did we did relatively well for a defensive unit. And I think it, this comes down to Sundowns. Um, but yeah, let me ask you, what does our strongest eleven look like? I will never pay Mvala and Ekulu, no matter what happens. Yeah, I will never do that. Put in CBC there, one of the quickest players. Put a CBC in there. Let him play with Mvala or uh, Kulu and so forth and everything. And let's see what happens from defense point of view. And going forward, I mean, look, going forward uh, um, with uh, 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 our our players, I mean, I, I would throw in 
Uh, if it, it means that we see the difference, I would I would drop Mahopa. I would throw in a Lepasa in there and know that at least, um, you know, Lepasa doesn't like playing so deep and Lepasa like being in the box. If Tambazwani comes to the show and shows up, uh, against you can the, find him. The, yeah. the, 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 game, the game against uh, Namibia. The pass, I can give you a break. Yeah. Mark my words. Okay. Well, we'll have to watch and see how that one pans out. Ukhala, um, it's been a pleasure discussing all things Bafana, Bafana related with you. Um, we're going to have to leave it over here and resume our duties next week. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for hosting me. All right. Cheers. Cool. Bye. I am Mark Fish and you are listening to Hit the Target Podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Pets. My name is Carol Shabalala and you are listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Pets. Hi football lovers, this is Coach Delinka. You're listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Pets. Hit the Target Podcast.